To those of you listening to us on the internet, to the men and women in our armed forces, wherever you may be, and to our members and guests here at beautiful Savior Lutheran in Milwaukee, grace be to you and peace from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God upon which we base our message on this 13th Sunday after Pentecost uh, is especially the Old Testament, but uh, referring to the New Testament uh, gospel reading for this morning, first of all from Joshua. But if you don't want to serve the Lord, then choose today whom you will serve. Even if you choose the gods your ancestors served on the other side of the Euphrates or the gods of the Ammonites in whose land you live, my family and I will still serve the Lord. And from the gospel, so Jesus asked the 12 apostles, do you want to leave me too? Simon Peter answered, Jesus, Lord, to what person could we go? Your words give eternal life. Besides, we believe and know that you are the Holy One of God. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, who is the way, the truth, and the life, the only way to eternal life, my beloved. Elijah stood up in front of all the people and asked them, How long will you try to have it both ways? If the Lord is God, follow him. If Baal is God, follow him. The people didn't say a word. At that showdown of fire and brimstone on Mount Carmel, God's prophet Elijah asked for a decision. And the people couldn't make one. That was not the first time that the question was called. 500 years earlier, and in the words before us this morning, after 40 years of wandering around in the wilderness, after 400 years of slavery in Egypt, when the walls of Jericho had fallen down and the people finally had a land of their own, their leader, Joshua, called for God's people to make a decision. But if you don't want to serve the Lord, then choose today whom you will serve. That time, Joshua got an answer. Today, God is calling on you and me to make a decision for Jesus Christ. Now, some of you might be saying, oh, wait a minute, Pastor, wait a minute, wait a minute. We've heard some of the stuff like that in other Christian churches, but uh, never heard that in the Lutheran church. But you see, this morning, God is asking us to make a decision for Jesus Christ. Because you see, there are decisions, and then there are decisions. There is no way on God's earth that you or I could ever make a decision to become a follower or a believer in Jesus Christ. You don't have that kind of power. Jesus once told his disciples, you didn't choose me, I chose you. St. Paul says, no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. 
And even Israel, God's chosen people, were chosen by God. They didn't choose to become his people. Moses said, the Lord set his heart on you and chose you, even though you didn't outnumber all the other people, because you were the smallest of all nations. You were chosen because the Lord loved you and kept the oath he swore to your ancestors. Becoming a follower, a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ is a matter of God's grace and his undeserved love. You can't make a decision to become a believer in Jesus. But once you have become a believer and a follower of Jesus, you can make a decision to remain that way or to leave. Did you ever notice about it in all of Holy Scripture, God never forces anybody to do anything? He did not force you into his kingdom. He does not force you to stay here. It's all a matter of his invitation. And so the question is asked of people who are already believers in the three readings for today from Joshua. Joshua asked the people, choose you today whom you will serve. Jesus asked his 12 disciples, will you leave me too? Make a decision. And St. Paul in the, the epistle for this morning from Ephesians chapter 5, he said, choose the difference between light and darkness. So it's time to make a decision. Now let me remind you that what you say and what you do are two completely different things. I have a picture I brought with me this morning. And every time, just have to find, it was filed away. My wife is retired now, you know, so she's digging through stuff, cleaning out closets. She found this picture, my confirmation picture. When I looked at it, it made me very sad. Because I know for sure that out of these 13 confirmands, of whom uh, one was me, half of the class is no longer with the Lord. They made a commitment to Jesus Christ way, way back when. I think it was 1961. Do you renounce the devil and all his works and all his ways? I do. Do you continue, intend to continue steadfast in this confession and following Jesus Christ? I do. I remember way back when I was a vicar, a student minister in Canada, and I helped teach the uh, catechism, the confirmation class, and it was confirmation day, and everybody was uh, dressed up in the traditional white gowns. And I turned to the pastor and I said, you must be filled with spiritual ecstasy and total happiness on this day of confirmation. He said, Rick, I, not really. He said, the days that will make me really happy is when I see these young people back in church and serving the Lord day after day, month after month, year after year. Because after all, what Scripture says is, be faithful unto death and I will give you the crown of life. It's kind of interesting, every so often people from the community ask me, uh, will you baptize my baby? And I said, I will absolutely baptize your baby. And they come to church here, and we have the baptism. 
reminding them once again that all children are conceived and born in sin and would be lost unless baptized. And then I always tell the parents, it is so nice that you brought this baby to be baptized, but unless you continue to have that baby nourished on Jesus Christ, the faith that was begun in baptism will die. And it's sad because so many times you never see those families ever again. You see, what you say and what you do are two different things. Now, we are asked to make a decision. Choose today whom you will serve. Now, God does not want you to make a hasty or an uninformed decision. He wants you to make a decision based on evidence. Well, what's the evidence? Some of the words not in the text this morning from Joshua read like this. Joshua said to all the people, This is what the Lord of God of Israel says. Long ago, your ancestors Terah and the sons of Abraham and Nahor lived on the other side of the Euphrates River and served others, other gods. But I took your ancestor Abraham from the other side of the Euphrates River. I led him through all of Canaan and gave him many descendants. However, his descendant Jacob went to Egypt. Then I sent Moses and Aaron, and I struck Egypt with plagues. Later, I led you out. When I led your ancestors out of Egypt, you came to the sea. The Egyptians, with their chariots and horsemen, chased your ancestors to the Red Sea. When your ancestors cried out to the Lord, he put darkness between you and the Egyptians. He made the sea flow back and cover them. You saw for yourselves what I did in Egypt. Then you lived in the desert for a long time. Then you crossed the Jordan River and came to Jericho. The citizens of Jericho, the Amorites, Perizzites, Canaanites, Hittites, Girgashites, Hivites, and Jebusites fought you. But I handed them over to you. I sent hornets ahead of you to force out the kings of the Amorites ahead of you. These things didn't happen because of your battle skills or fighting ability. So I gave you a land that you hadn't farmed, cities to live in that you hadn't built, vineyards and olive groves that you hadn't planted, so you ate all you wanted. God did it all. Miraculously, he gave them all that stuff. Miraculously, God gave you all your stuff, too. You didn't choose the day of your conception. You did not choose the day of your birth. You did not choose where you would be born, and you did not choose where you would live. God did all of that stuff for you. And now he's calling for a response from you. Choose whom you will serve. But you know, even with all the evidence in, some people still choose to leave. Judges 2, verses 6 to 13, we hear, Now Joshua sent the people of Israel home. They were just in their own land. So each family went to take possession of the territory they had inherited. The people served the Lord. Throughout Joshua's lifetime and throughout the lifetime of the leaders who had outlived him and who had seen all the spectacular works of the Lord that he had done for Israel. 
The Lord's servant Joshua, son of Nun, died at the age of 110. He was buried at timnath Heres within the territory he had inherited. This was in the mountains of Ephraim, north of Mount Gash. That whole generation had joined their ancestors in death. So another generation grew up after them. They had no personal experience with the Lord or what, what he had done for Israel. The people of Israel did what the Lord considered evil. They began to serve other gods, the Baals. The Israelites abandoned the Lord God of their ancestors, the God who brought them out of Egypt. They followed the other gods of the people around them. They worshipped these gods and that made the Lord angry. They abandoned the Lord to serve the God of Baal and the goddess Astarte. And you heard, I think, from the gospel before that after Jesus made his speech about eating his flesh and drinking his blood, some of the people left him and went home. And so Jesus had to ask his 12 apostles, are you going to leave me also? Why did some of the people leave? Well, they were leaving because it was all predicted by God through Moses even before it happened. Deuteronomy. I will bring them into the land that I swore to give to their ancestors, a land flowing with milk and honey. When they have eaten all they want and have become fat, they will turn to other gods and worship them. They will despise me and reject my promise. Why did so many leave? Because of prosperity. Because when they had all the comforts that they needed and they were so comfortable, there was no need for God anymore. Like that little brat sitting under the Christmas tree with all the presents and never saying thank you to anyone. Why did some of the disciples choose to leave Jesus? When many of Jesus' disciples heard him, they said, what he says is hard to accept. Who wants to listen to him anymore? Well, just exactly what was it that Jesus had told those people standing around him? He was telling them, sitting right before your very eyes, standing right before your very eyes, is God as a human being. That's me. Son of Mary and Joseph, and only by believing in the bread of life will you have eternal life. Basically what the people said is, no, 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 we don't want any of that bread. We want the kind of bread that you gave us, you know, back there when you fed all 5,000 of us. But we don't want any of this bread of life stuff. Sort of like God says, St. John says, the people loved the dark rather than the light because their actions were evil. So what's your decision? You know, every so often it's time for us to make a recommitment. People make choices with their words. But after their words, then they are faced with the challenge of putting the decision into practice every day of their life. Today, choose whom you will serve. If you choose to stay with the Lord, then Scripture says, Fear the Lord and serve Him. What does it mean to serve, to uh, fear the Lord? I don't know, did some of you uh, go and see the Blue Angels 
down at the lakefront. Uh, I know I wasn't able to get down there, but I'll tell you, after they zoomed past the lakefront, you could hear them up in the clouds, even though it was kind of cloudy. You know, it takes them only a few seconds or minutes to get from here, and they have to reconfigure themselves all the way to uh, the Canadian border and back before they can fly over uh, in, in front of you on, at the lakefront once again. What power! I mean, when they fly by you, you say, oh, man, wow. This uh, past uh, couple of weeks, we went to State Fair. First time we ever did it, uh, we went and saw the uh, six-horse hitch competition. Do you ever see that in the Coliseum? Even when the first team comes in there with the, the harnesses jangling and everything, you say, oh, my goodness, what power. You better stay out of the way of those guys. And then all of a sudden, there are 72 horses in the Coliseum all at one time with their harnesses jangling. You see all that power. You say, wow, what power. What or who is the major wow factor in your life? You see, you can only be wowed by God if you know him and know what he did. Created all in six days? Wow! Born in a barn? Wow! Earthquakes when he dies? Wow! Earthquakes when he comes back to life? Wow! He chooses me to be his child? Wow! You see, you can only be wowed by God if you know him and listen to him on the pages of his love letter to you. If you choose to remain a follower of Jesus Christ, then serve him. I believe that the two most important commodities given to us by God are our time and our money. And how you spend your time and your money is an indicator of who you are serving. What is your schedule telling you? What is your checkbook or your credit card balance telling you? Is it perhaps time to do some real allocation of the percentage of your expenditures of time and money? You see, saying one thing and doing is quite another. So God is calling for a decision today. You, a believer, whom God has chosen to be his child and tells you every day, this is how much I loved you. I went all the way to the cross for you. What is your response? How long will you try to have it both ways? If the Lord is God, follow him. If Baal is God, follow him. Choose today whom you will serve. Do you want to leave me too? Our answer? Lord, to what person could we go? Your words give eternal life. Besides, we believe and know that you are the Holy One of God. It would be unthinkable for us to abandon the Lord and serve other gods. The Lord our God brought us and our ancestors out of slavery in Egypt. He did these spectacular signs right before our eyes. 
He guarded us wherever we went, especially as we passed through other nations. We will serve the Lord our God and obey him. There. Now you have said it. Now it's time, by the grace of God, for all of us to live it. And God grant that for Jesus' sake. Amen. Please stand. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. We confess our faith this morning on page 7 with the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. We take this time to gather our tithes and our offerings and our connection cards. <laughs> 